Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, folks, before we talk to the Goth Ninjas, don't forget to go shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. The all-caps Amazon link, just beneath the logo, will take you right to the front page of Amazon where you can go shopping until you're dropping, but by using our link, we'll collect a small commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for clicking the Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Uh, your name is Trump? All right, Sheriff, how long are you going to put up with this? What do you mean? How long are you going to let this con man walk around town? Be careful, son, I can sue you. How about it, Sheriff? When are you going to put the lid on? What for? Well, stealing is stealing, whether you do it with a gun or a mouthful of mealy words. I don't intend to sit here and be insulted, Sheriff. If your people don't want my help, I can go elsewhere. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Trump. You don't talk for the rest of us. Since the sheriff wouldn't stop Trump, Hobie had to find somebody who would. Well, there's got to be some way to stop him. Well, if there is, I don't know it. <laughs> it's funny how a big lie can make us all kids again. Hobie had checked the town. The people were ready to believe. Like sheep, they ran toward the slaughterhouse. And waiting for them was the high priest of fraud. I am the only one. Just me. I can build a wall around your homes that nothing will penetrate. You're a liar, Trump. There's not going to be any rain of fire. Can you deny the meteorites will come? Can you deny the comet? Well, it's not going to happen the way you say it is. You're under arrest, Trump. Bob Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. That's an actual clip from an actual show that aired like 60 years ago. Villain was called Trump. You're under arrest, Trump. You're a liar, Trump. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 10, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,330 of the Trump crisis, 54 days until the 2020 presidential election, and God damn it, let's bring him in. It's Goth Ninja. Oh, yes, it's that time of week again. Time to laugh with Mary Trump's favorite political comedy duo. <laughs> Jody Hamilton and David T. Rex Ferguson. They're all here. 
Jody's at from-the-bunker.com. Also, T-Rex is at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Also at astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Okay, I am... Uh, I'm feeling this week. I am really... I'm feeling <laughs> hungover from the news. I don't know. I feel like I've been pummeled by news. I feel like I've stuck my face right in front of the fire hose of news and taken one right in the kisser. Just I, I feel battered and bruised <laughs> from covering... You know how when you like stick your hand into unexpectedly super hot water and yeah. cringe for a second and you know that it's coming? Yeah, like I there's know. that moment of delay that... That's what I feel now every time something like this happens, waiting to see how his believers are going to spin it. I know. It's, uh, because, you know, I, I was, go ahead. I have some friends that are full on Trump believers to this day and have been challenged on the new reporting. And literally, my friend goes, Well, he didn't want us to panic. Oh, God damn it. Every, everything has Which an is escape. That's why he's hatch, screaming it? about Joe Biden and the Marxist anarchist mob coming to your suburb. Yeah. Well, that doesn't, that does, well, that's real, David. <laughs> I feel like what keeps happening here is no matter how teeny tiny, whether it's a like a little tiny pinhole excuse or whether it's some other mitigating factor, there is never going to be a silver bullet that is going to convince any of those fucking cult members that what their guy has been doing has been criminal and awful and psychopathic and all the fucking rest of it. Nothing is going to penetrate that goddamn shell, and that has been abundantly clear, especially over the past week. Resignation material right then and there. That's like and Maddo said last night. Yeah. She was like, if this was a TV movie, this would be the point where the president resigns out of yep. shame. Yep. But since we have a creature who was surgically separated from his shame at birth running the country, it just... Uh. Yeah, it's horrible. It's fucking horrible that he continues to get away with it. And he and he does, he does. It doesn't matter. And the strange thing is, in and amongst all of it, in and amongst these two major news stories, the sucker and losers story from last week, and then these Bob Woodward revelations from his new yeah. book, between these two things, there are all kinds of other things. I mean, other disqualifying <laughs> things. I mean, we're talking about DHS suppressing intelligence about Russian attacks against the United States voting infrastructure. And that shit is being suppressed because, oh, my God, we don't want to upset the clown baby in the White House. We can't have the clown baby freaking out at the news that Russia is, in fact, attacking us because clown baby has financial deals with Vladimir Putin. Clown baby has shit that he's got to do after he's done being president. He's got money. He's got a hork. And, that, and that's not even the main story. That's not even the biggest thing. You know, the other major revelation in all this, before we even get into the COVID shit, the other major revelation in this Woodward book, I'm making a little teeny tiny pinching gesture with my hand. We were this close to nuclear war with North Korea in the summer of 2017 around that fire and fury crap. I mean, Jim Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, the general who was in charge of the Department of Defense, Secretary of Defense, Mad Dog Mattis. You was call him Mad Dog. Yeah, well. Sleeping in his clothes. Yeah, sleeping and, in his clothes. And, and making panic-stricken trips to the National Cathedral to frantically pray. Yes, it's like when that scene. One of the scene. most powerful military men in the country is like running to church. Yeah. 
to yeah. pr- you're yeah. in deep shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was like that scene from 13 Days where Kevin Costner during Cuban mm-hmm. Missile Crisis goes and lines up for confession outside the church because a nuclear war was practically imminent. But it looks like because Donald Trump doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, that he's a reckless psychopath, clown baby Donald Trump. I guess, <laughs> I don't know why I've started calling him clown baby today, but I, I, I like feel it. that clown baby kind of works. <laughs> clown baby Donald Trump. For some Trump. reason, I keep looking at him lately and just thinking six heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, he just... <laughs> he just looks like what? Like a sack of basketballs? Is that what you're saying? I just, but it's just, and it's just so dead and incompetent and just yeah. completely, like... Lizard-like, flat-eyed, hateful. Yeah, yeah. I just... And then the whole... You know, the difference between the confidential Trump on the phone with Bob Woodward, you know, please like me, please like me. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, And it just... Trump My always makes things worse for Trump. Trump agreed to do that out. interview. Yeah, yeah, with Bob Woodward. And I, I feel like Lindsey Graham kind of set him up. Because Lindsey Graham apparently mm-hmm. urged Trump to do the interview with Bob Woodward. And Jared Kushner, too. Jared Kushner wanted it to happen. So, like, yeah, go ahead. Go do it. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, he's not known for bringing down presidents on any sort of reporting. <laughs> no, he's, never. He's not well-respected. He, you know, yeah, God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't actually, was not the you know, the original sin of, our, of Watergate. I mean, like, hello, right. like, this is the guy that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. I, but part of me is kind of like, why'd you sit on it this long, dude? It's like the John Bolton thing. What I, to I, me was different. Yeah. What David would have changed if this news had come out in March when Bob Woodward had it? I, I and that's I, that's I'm seriously asking. I'm not being a dick about this. I just my thing, and this went through the whole fucking Twitter sphere yesterday. I, Jody was fighting with Charlie Pierce about this on Twitter. We had our first fight. It was amazing oh, to watch. I was like, why? The honeymoon's why? over. To, yeah. Fuck you, 2020. You're you've got Jody <laughs> fighting with Charlie Pierce. <laughs> They're lovers, not fighters. Stop Don't the violence. We're all in the same gang. <laughs> but, I mean, my question was, uh, yeah, it would have been nice to know. But, I mean, load it up into the fire hose of news. It would have gotten lost in the noise. Mm-hmm. And we would have been sitting here probably forgetting. I mean, do we remember some of those things that Donald Trump was saying in March and April about whatever, all of the other irresponsible things he was saying about the virus in public. I mean, standing in front of a microphone in front of the press corps going, blah, you know, just being an irresponsible a-hole in the face of all of this. This would have gotten lost in all of that noise. And even if it had come out and we had gone, oh, holy shit, look at this. We got to remember this. I don't know if it would have changed the federal government response at all. The federal government would have been just what Trump wanted. He'd just reopen at the height of the crisis, at the the initial height of the pandemic in in terms of number of cases. What was it? Early to mid-April. We were at the peak at that point, and suddenly Donald Trump goes, reopen. I don't think that would have changed. And you know, you got to remember why that changed. April 7th was the reporting that mainly black and brown people were dying from this. Yeah, right. That that Caucasian people weren't having the same uh, adverse effects at that moment in time Mm -hmm. because they had been gearing up. They were getting ready to implement the Defense uh, Production Act right up until then, which would have been the right thing to do. And then, boom, this reporting comes out. Next thing you know, they don't care. Mm -hmm. So maybe part of the reason that, that Woodward didn't 
released that information in March or e- even necessarily in April was because he did believe they were going to start doing the Defense Production Act because he was told that they were. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That things were going to get, we're getting the PPP, P, not the PPP, the PPE ready, which they never did for mm-hmm. us at least. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's there's reasons that he, I agree that that I understand why people are upset with him, but he doesn't do policy. Yeah. People yeah. were reporting that th- that Trump knew what was going on as far back as as December and November. People were reporting that. Yeah. It's not like it wasn't being reported. He had it on tape, granted, and it was from the horse's mouth himself. So did other people. Yeah. I, I guess you could make an argument from kind of a human values Absolutely. point of view. That, of course. Yeah. I mean, it would have been good to know. But from mm-hmm. an overall cause and effect point of view, I don't think it, it would have changed anything. And to me, it's much more important for something like that. When you take the... Uh, you know, the ramifications out of the equation. And I don't think the fact that Bob Woodward held this information, I don't think that caused more deaths. I don't think so either. Um, no, I, don't, I agree. So, so once you eliminate mm. that, having this information closer to the election could actually prevent more deaths. If this helps Donald Trump lose this election, that is going to prevent a lot of people from dying. And that is a fact. If Bob Woodward had, say, held this information until the Christmas holiday shopping season, then I the torches and pitchforks break them out. Let's all storm the Bastille. But no, that's not the case, obviously. So and yeah, and the difference with between him and John Bolton is John Bolton could have testified during the impeachment trial. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, and he right. refused to fucking do that. But I mean, exactly. it, David, you're not alone in that point of view. I just want you to no, know that Charlie Pierce agrees with you. You know, Tom Nichols kind of agrees with you. Uh, Kimberly Johnson kind of agrees with you. But I, I just from where I'm sitting, I feel like given the nature of this emergency, given the nature of this crisis, focusing too much effort on you know Bob Woodward should he or shouldn't right. he uh, is kind of a side debate Uh, the main thing is it's like what color do we want the bathroom curtains while the house is burning down (laughs) exactly kind of thing yeah Yeah. and and bob is absolutely right had he waited until after the election to drop the book Mm -hmm. uh, pitchforks would definitely be in order against bob woodward yeah that Um, would have been a a miscarriage of justice right there absolutely and i mean i personally know four people that have died and most recently cordell yeah um, oh yeah let's let's talk about that real quick Uh, i don't mean to interrupt you but i failed to mention about Cordell on on Tuesday's show, and I feel terrible about that. We lost one of our great listeners uh, Mm -hmm. over this past weekend to COVID. Uh, Cordell Garrett, who was uh, a dedicated listener to the Stephanie Miller show. Mm -hmm. Uh, He loved this show. Um, he was a, just a huge fan, a huge listener, and it, it feels like there's just a big empty space now. He was yeah. a wonderful man who was just handed a lot of shitty cards in he life. Was. And was. some of it played out on social media. I'm sure a lot of it we don't know about, um, but it's just a shame. I mean, of all people who deserve happiness, mm-hmm. Cordell deserved happiness. And at least from where, you know, where I'm sitting, from what I know of his life, never quite found it. And it's it's no. such a shame. It's it's so tragic. I put uh, and I think we all shared the GoFundMe. So if you want to mm-hmm. go to my, my Facebook page has a link to his GoFundMe to help with his funeral arrangements. They far now exceeded the amount that they needed. But if you want to contribute, I think it's uh, the least we can do to help out Cordell and his family at this uh, at this time. Yeah, so. he called me his auntie. He was so sweet, oh, you know, man. and just... Mm-hmm. 
so sad and so it was so like i knew he wasn't feeling what i didn't know it was COVID, and then all of a sudden robert myers posted it and i'm like wait what huh you know because it just was like and that's the fourth person that i knew personally yep i think maybe cordell is the first person i knew personally to Mm -hmm. die of COVID. And uh, it's just such a goddamn shame. And I can't help but to go back to the ongoing thesis, which is that if Donald Trump had done the right thing, I mean, literally the paint by numbers response to a pandemic, if he had just done the thing that all previous presidents have done, more or less, during pandemics, if he had just done that basic minimum, Maybe Cordell would still be with us today. Maybe. Maybe all these 200,000 Americans who have lost their lives, maybe the 6 million people who will have permanent pre-existing conditions now because of being infected with this virus. I mean, all of the small businesses that have gone under, people struggling, maybe none of that would have happened if Donald Trump had just told us the truth. If he had just done the very basic minimum, just followed the standards that Barack Obama and Joe Biden had come up with in the previous administration, if he had just done that, hell, if if he had responded to it with the same disastrous response as George W. Bush to Katrina, I think it would have been better than where we are right now. I mean, even that, I mean, eventually George W. Bush did appoint uh, uh, General Honore to take over down there and get everything straightened out. You know, remember the Raging Cajun took over the uh, Katrina response. And so finally, I mean, he did pick up the pace eventually to respond to Katrina. Donald Trump hasn't done any of that. He's just like, ah, fuck it. (laughs) That was his response. Fuck it, fuck it. It's all about the economy, stupid. And my reelection, and those two things are intertwined, of course. And so here we are. Here we are with the death toll. And by the way, Not a single fucking moment of silence for a single life lost because of this coming from the White House. Not one. With all of that bullshit we saw from the White House where they're violating the Hatch Act, where they're just shitting all over the the iconic property of the White House, the People's House. Not a single moment was taken to say, hey, look, maybe we should take 30 seconds here of silence to remember the 200,000 people who were killed because of this president obviously they wouldn't add that part but i mean at least some sort of acknowledgement of the people who have died my god anyway okay so back to the uh, bob woodward revelations trump admitted he knew weeks before the first confirmed u.s coronavirus death that the virus was dangerous he knew in february and it's on tape he was telling bob woodward this is a big fucking deal I mean, it's amazing this to hear... deadly stuff. Yes, said. highly contagious and, quote, more deadly than even your strenuous flu. And, of course, he's misusing strenuous. Oh, just, oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's just like... I love your reaction, David. I, it just, oh, sorry. It just hurts I'm, my brain. I know. It's just like you try to... The way he pushes words into the wrong slots and holes <laughs> and just trying to sound smart, but... It, yeah, I know. I know. He said, uh, this is deadly stuff, uh, Trump told Woodward on February 7. February 7. He knew but it I was deadly it down. stuff. I like to play it down. Yep. Still, I, I you know. Mm. I, wanted to, I wanted to always play it down, Trump told Woodward on March 19, even as he had declared a national emergency over the virus days earlier. 
I, do you have that audio? I don't because everyone <sighs> vomits violently when I play yeah. Donald Trump actually speaking. So I'm just like, fuck it. No tiny Trump, no high pitch biff. I'm not going to even play Trump audio because it's either can't understand him or you can understand him and you want to vomit. So there's just no no way just to get away with it. Just the though. Just yeah. the way he's like, I like to play it down. Like yeah. He's talking about like what sunscreen. He, I mean, just like... Uh. <laughs> Why? Because he said he didn't want to create a panic. He, you know what? He yeah. didn't want to create a panic with Wall Street. That's what he's talking about. He exactly. Has, has nothing to do with the public suddenly running around with their heads exploding in the streets like the townspeople from The Simpsons. It's not like that. That's not what he was concerned about because mm-hmm. Donald Trump does nothing but create panics. The last month has been Donald Trump on a daily basis causing a panic about agitators and anarchists burning down cities. I mean, he literally said that Portland has been on fire for years. Yeah. Even though it, of course, has not been on fire for years. It is now. I mean, I played a clip, uh, and I think I I have it in my audio library, but I posted it on Twitter. It's a clip from a couple of years ago, or maybe it was uh, 2019. Donald Trump at one of his rallies going off about the number of murders in various cities and he's and he's literally yelling how you're going to fucking die he might as well have said i mean he ends this clip by going murders murders killings murders i mean i'm not exaggerating when i no, when I, I do that I remember that one yeah yeah and so <laughs> this is the guy who says he doesn't want to create a panic i mean his middle name is fucking panic and we're supposed to believe this. And all of Fox News is going, well, yeah, clearly he didn't want to cause a panic. <sighs> and we all feel gaslit. We all, we, we all feel like we're losing our fucking minds. I hear that shit and it's just like... Oh my I feel like Amy Winehouse. What kind of fuckery is this? Yeah. Yeah. So this it gets even worse because we go beyond coronavirus into nuclear war. Mattis is quoted. This is Mad Dog Mattis again, quoted as saying Trump is dangerous, unfit, and has no moral compass. Shocker there. We all knew these things, but it's weird when you get confirmation from, you know, the Secretary of Defense, an actual general. He also said Trump took uh, foreign policy actions that showed adversaries, quote, how to destroy America. Mm-hmm. Sleep right. tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sleep tight. He's like, hey, check it out, everybody. This is our exhaust port. Uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah. land a couple photon torpedoes in there, you'll set off a chain reaction. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here's the murders, murders, killing, murders clip here. Murders, 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 killings, murders. Yep, yep. H- <laughs> hates panic. This soup is for my family. That's a guy who completely hates panicking people. Murders, yeah. murders, murders, killings, murders. And here I am already playing uh, Donald Trump's voice after I went off on a big vomit tirade about it. Uh, but needless to say, getting back to Mattis here, after Mattis left the administration, he and Dan Coats discussed whether they needed to take collective action to speak out publicly against Trump. Shoulda. Yeah. Yeah, that's- uh, this is uh, these guys are a fucking day late and a dollar short. But part of the problem here, mm-hmm. I feel like, is we're like late stage communism in, t- in the USSR, in that the people who are making the policy decisions, no one in their families and no one in their social retinue experiences the consequences. Yeah, their kids all go to private schools, their friends all have country clubs and live in gated communities, and like, even the good guys are millionaires, and they just don't understand. They're so divorced. Yeah. from the actual outcomes that they're just lollygagging around. Yeah, and also and- on the uh, on the opposite end of that spectrum. Hello, Susan Sarandon. 
Oh, Minkavera! Hi. What did she do? Enjoy. It's just the privilege. It's the privilege. That yep. drives me up a fucking wall. Yep. Susan Sarandon, even you, you go down to the libertarian end of the spectrum where you got Joe Rogan. These people have nothing to lose. They've got no skin in the game. They are far and way above the explosion of madness that is going to occur if Donald Trump is reelected because they have the money. They have the, the financial Fine. stability. And they have the walk up in Paris. Yeah. They can stay in. Yeah. 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 So this way they can stir up the chaos and not have to deal with the consequences of all of that. And that is 1,000% privilege, and it drives me up a fucking wall. And again, it's not just Mad Dog Mattis or Dan Coates or any of these wayward, Anthony Scaramucci and all the rest of them. It is, uh, you know, people on the left, too, who just don't seem to give a mm-hmm. shit about the fact that we're, we exist in a system in which presidential elections are binary choices. It's either the Republican or the Democrat. It's not some third-party yep. choice as much as you want it to be. Nope. It's yep. never going to be your third-party candidate. Not, not this year, not you know, next time, not the time after that. The other day, who was going off about how he doesn't like either party and they're no different, and I was just uh. like, you know what? Then get to work. That's lazy, get, lazy get thinking. Get a third party going and devote yourself to it in between the elections. Yeah. You know, to where you could actually build some groundwork and have a viable candidate, but you're just basically sitting here shitting and pissing on yourself because it feels nice and warm for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and not actually making a difference. So well, go he, vote for Joe Biden or I will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> exactly. Because, uh-huh. again, one of those two men is going to win this election. You're either on board with Joe Biden or you're letting Donald Trump march back into the White House for another four years, another eight years, another 12 years. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about a president who, according to Michael Cohen, and I'm getting ahead of myself here because this was going to be a separate topic from the Bob Woodward stuff. But Michael Cohen has already been report. He's been repeating to everyone who will listen. Donald Trump wants to be the next Vladimir Putin. I've been saying this. Kimberly Johnson has been saying this. We've all been all speculating about this. But now we've got Donald Trump's fixer, Michael Cohen, saying, yeah, he sees what Putin's got and he wants to be a version of Putin. He wants to be like the multiplicity copy of a copy of Vladimir Putin. He's going to be Putin, but a thousand times worse, a thousand times worse, because it's going to be right here in our backyard where none of our our finances will be safe. I mean, what Donald mm-hmm. Trump wants to start an oligarchy where he controls the entire financial uh, life of Americans and the American economy. That's what his goal is. And he's got Bill Barr. And this is another Michael Cohen revelation. Bill Barr is the new Michael Cohen. Bill Barr is Donald Trump's fixer. And again, this is something that we've been speculating about and talking about. But now we're getting it from a guy who has been working with Donald Trump for how long? 20 years as his fixer. And so we've got that kind of confirmation. And it's fucking terrifying. And a lot of these people don't know it. They just don't understand. I mean, there was a clip going around. In fact, Donald Trump shared it of uh, Joe Rogan talking to Matt Taibbi. And describing Joe Biden as president would be like going on a long hike through the woods in the dark with a flashlight where the batteries are running out. Donald Trump's retweeting Matt Taibbi and uh, Joe Rogan mm. and, yeah. and and Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> These are all people that Donald Trump is now actively retweeting. So, now, did you see Miley Cyrus just completely cold, basically punched Joe Rogan in the face on his own show? No. A punch two on the face? Joe Rogan didn't literally oh, punch Rogan. him, but he was complaining about something, and he was saying it's just the same thing over and over and over again. And Miley just looked at him and said, "Basically, like watching your show." <laughs> oh, shit. 
shit, really? Wow. It was, I mean, I was like, damn. Like, oh Chris Evans, non-Captain America guy, he, he retweeted it and was like, she just cold punched him in the face and yeah. didn't even break a sweat. Well, I was like, that was shade, mm-hmm. and he deserved it. Yeah, but when you're good. Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton is your godmother, you can do things like that. Well, again, I, I mean, I see no rationality in this whatsoever. It is absolutely all symptomatic of the American nervous breakdown, where th- there it's is paychecks. It's yeah. all about paychecks. They yes. know that they go away mm-hmm. if yeah. we get an administration that we like. Mm-hmm. Yep. So exactly they are defending right. their bottom line. God damn it! God damn it! And they're doing this for nihilism. I mean, it's really nihilistic what they're doing. I mean, I know the motivation is for please more cash. Just load it up. Back up the uh, dump truck full with cash back here. Come on. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about that. But the thing that's generating the cash is pure nihilism. We don't give a shit that this is going to fucking steamroll hundreds of millions of Americans. This is going to be the end of American democracy. If Donald Trump is reelected, this is it. That's it. It's over. It's over. The Constitution will be irrelevant after January 20th, 2021, if Donald Trump is reinaugurated. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ, get with the fucking game. This is not a joke. This is not something that we dick around with. This is the Nazis knocking on our fucking front yep. door. This is as if things had gone horribly awry in Europe and Hitler was going, well, what's next? Uh, North America. Yes. U-boats. Deploy. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's where we are right now. I mean, yeah. Donald Trump is the goofball, the clown baby from the Celebrity Apprentice and all the rest of it. The guy from the Trump steaks and the Mm. Trump vodka. But you know what? He's also got a taste of power. Mm-hmm. And that is, for someone like Donald Trump, that is addicting in the worst possible ways. <sighs> so, are you panicked yet? <laughs> I, see, me, I've got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got no problem in, in <laughs> inciting panic myself. So I'm going to take my blood pressure right now and get back to you. Oh, I know. I know. I, it's, it's, it's my it's blood thrilling. pressure. Holy God. Yeah. <laughs> Off the charts. And it will be uh, through this election. That is absolutely for sure. God damn it. You know what? If Joe Biden wins, I'm taking like a two week vacation in November. I know it's right. Cl- it's very close to the holidays, but I am going to have to cover all the militia attacks. I'm, I'm just going to have to do it just to, to go get an extended two hour medical workup. I think I'm just going to be the spend the entire two weeks at my doctor's <laughs> office with the stress test, the blood work and all the rest of it. Getting all loaded up with all of the uh, proper meds, Lipitor, whatever I can use, statins, wh- whatever they use to lower <laughs> blood pressure and. Uh, de-stressify yourself. Is that a medical term? De-stressify? Yes, de-stressify is a medical term, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, we've got a lot more to cover here with regard to uh, the Bob Woodward book and a whole lot more. I mean, again, nearly, nearly a nuclear war with North Korea. And oh, you know what? You know what else we have? We've got two letters, two love letters from Kim Jong-un to his lover, Donald Trump. And by the way, you know the whole bullshit about Strzok and Page, the lovers? Donald Trump always says, oh, the lovers, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, the lovers. We need to start saying that Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump are lovers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> based on these fucking letters, holy shit, where do we get to that? Okay, well, unfortunately, COVID-19 infection rates are exploding across the nation. We know it's common sense. Everyone knows it's common sense. Well, not everyone. 
There's some shirkers out there who don't understand it, but we all know, the normals know, it's common sense that everyone should wear a face mask, and most states finally have put mask mandates in place. Face masks are still our best way to protect ourselves, our family, and our community. But what happens when the mask you thought you were buying is a piece of crapola? Well, the FDA has provided a list of authorized respirator mask manufacturers, but finding those masks has been a challenge, and verifying how authentic they are is even more challenging. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized respirator masks with anti-fake authentication on every package to ensure they work. These masks are tested by the NPPTL in the United States and provide greater than 95% filtration. And right now, these masks are in stock and ship for free for my listeners. Again, that's free shipping when you add the code SEXYLIBERAL, two words. Go to TheNewDealShop.com and order your supply today. That's TheNewDealShop.com. Get them and keep yourself, your family, and your community safe. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. I know I haven't made it easy on myself. My mother cried that I was somebody else. Making my way came at a high cost, but I'm not broke. the fallout on anyone but through the wreckage i found what i've become no i'm not careless i'm connected protective of my heart oh yeah this is cookie brand new single. Say, this has to be cookie nobody self sounds like this oh i love her so much yeah she's great god what a beautiful voice i yep. needed this today Link in the description at bobseska.com in the uh, page for this episode. Go support Cookie. There's a song called Headstrong. Single came out this uh, this year. And I can't believe I'm just now getting around to playing it. It's a wonderful song. Uh, bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to the show. Thank you for doing that. You know, I was thinking about doing, I was thinking about doing a, a couple of months, maybe next year, where we do uh, best of, where we go back to a previous month that was maybe, you know, 10 months earlier, a year earlier. Why year would anyone earlier. want to remember 2020? <laughs> But the music, man, the music. Uh, that's, that's fair, but yeah. I mean, yeah. oh my God. Well, I, I did Jody, start. Are you there? Jenny's awful quiet. Yeah. I'm listening. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Well, while you're listening, <laughs> let's do. Huddled there in the fetal position with her last damn tab. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of singers, we've got a tour de force from Rocky Mountain Mike. Have you heard about the suckers and losers? He's been calling them, you know it's a crime. Have you heard about the suckers and losers? He's a loser, but he still keeps on lying. Oh, yeah. Covering the Little River Band. Such a good song. I love this so much. This clown. Should be ashamed of himself Don't think he answers to no, nobody What he said should make him disqualified He has to face up It should be career suicide Have you heard about the suckers and losers? He's been calling them, you know it's a crime Have you heard about the suckers? 
We had a, uh, a tour de force vocal performance last week from Jody Hamilton on a Rocky Mountain Mike song, and there, a tour de force performance by Mike himself. Yeah, he nailed those harmonies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy to do. Not easy to cover that kind of song. Um, okay, so where were we? Holy shit. Oh, you know what? Did you hear? I had this on Tuesday's show. Might as well play it again. I have the audio of one of the uh, boats sinking in the uh, Trump boat parade <laughs> from last weekend. Have you heard this? Have you heard the actual audio? I mean, we've seen the pictures, David, right? They see the, the boats. No, I've no. seen video. I've seen some video. Yeah, I've seen the video. I've heard about it, but it's been, you know, there's been such a blizzard of news that well, I haven't actually seen the video. The, the Schaden for Delicious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Laid on me. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the sound. This is an exclusive to my show. <laughs> speaking in tongues. <laughs> They're really upset. <laughs> Singing. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. They're sinking. See, <laughs> see what you get. See what happens. Yeah, what that's, was that? That's from Cape Fear. <laughs> that was oh, Robert course. Robert De Niro dying at the end of Cape Fear. <laughs> he, gets, he gets handcuffed to the railing of the boat, and then the boat starts sinking, and he's attached right, to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me get this straight about this flotilla thing. Okay. So basically, they had their little boaters for Trump thing, mm-hmm. and the people in the big yachts like went zooming out ahead of everybody else and made massive wakes that tipped <laughs> right. all the smaller boats over. And, yep. Yeah. Which is basically the Trump economy in yep. microcosm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and who is going to weep for all those lost yachts? Just, hey, hey, look, everybody, we're privileged you know, Donald Trump really representing the common man and the common woman here in the United States. You know, the common men and women who have boats. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these fucking people. Uh, Trump has come under fire in recent days for reportedly making uh, disparaging remarks about U.S. military personnel uh, and veterans and also POWs and also MIAs. And they're all suckers and losers and they got caught and therefore they're not heroes. That's Donald Trump. Woodward's book includes an anecdote where an aide to Mattis heard Trump saying in a meeting, my fucking generals are a bunch of pussies because they cared more about alliances than trade deals. Mattis asked the aide to document the comment in an email to him, and Trump himself criticized military officials to Woodward over their view that alliances with NATO and South Korea are the best bargain the U.S. makes. Quote, I wouldn't say they were stupid because I would never say that about our military people, Trump said. But if they said that, they, whoever said that, was stupid. <laughs> he, would, oh he would never say it, but then he just says it. It's a horrible bargain, he said. They make so much money, costs us $10 billion. We're suckers. 
Everyone's a sucker or a loser to Donald Trump. The big irony is there's no bigger sucker or loser than Donald Trump. Totally. Yeah. The way he's, mm-hmm. I mean, just yep. the toadyism to toward Putin. I mean, that one scene where he's like sitting down the table on the opposite side and he's trying to catch Putin's eye like, hey, man, hey. <laughs> Hey, we're cool, right? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, hey. And Putin's just cutting his stick like, ugh. God damn stupid it. Stupid peasant. Uh, Woodward, yeah. meanwhile, reports that Trump's national security team expressed concerns. The U.S. may have come close to nuclear war with North Korea among provocations in 2017. Quote, we never knew whether it was real, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is quoted as saying, or whether it was a, a bluff. But it was so serious that, as we were saying before, Mattis slept in his clothes to be ready in case there was a North Korean launch and repeatedly went to the Washington National Cathedral to pray. Trump And now we know that it was just act one of a screwball comedy romance between, you know, like they started as nuclear enemies. They ended up in love. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. You want to read? Let's let's read a uh, let's read a, a, a Trump uh, letter received from Kim Jong Un. <laughs> This is, yeah, I got it. Well, first, I get my, my, my umbrella and my galoshes here. <laughs> it's going to be wet. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find this uh, this love letter from. I'm just now scrolling and frantically looking for it here. Uh, Michael Cohen's new book. There was okay. Here's the uh, here's the letters. <laughs> Dated December 25th. Hey, it's a Christmas time letter from Kim Jong Un to Donald Trump. This is from 2018. Your Excellency, it has been 200 days since the historic DPRK U.S. summit in Singapore this past June, and the year is now almost coming to an end. Even now, I cannot forget that moment of history when I firmly held Your Excellency's hand at that beautiful and sacred location as the whole world watched with great interest and hope to relive the honor of that day. As I mentioned at the time, I feel very honored to have established an excellent relationship with a person such as Your Excellency. By the way, referring to Donald Trump as Your Excellency... Did Bill and Ted write this? Yeah, no kidding. No fucking shit. Well, Your Excellency, it was excellent to be in that excellent excellent moment with you. Most excellent. Oh, shit. Excellent. As the new year 2019 approaches, critical issues that require endless effort toward even higher ideals and goals still await us. Just as Your Excellency frankly noted, as we enter the new year, the whole world will certainly once again come to see, not so far in the future, another historic meeting between myself and Your Excellency. Your Excellency. (laughs) 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 Reminiscent, (laughs) Reminiscent of a scene from a fantasy film. He actually wrote that. I have already instructed my closest and most trusted colleagues and the relevant organs, whatever that means, to speed up. The, <laughs> oh, I know what that means. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, to, to speed up the preparation. It's turning into a Prince song really fast here. Uh, I have already instructed my closest and most trusted colleagues and the relevant organs to speed up the preparations for holding a second DPRK U.S. summit. Organs? Organs. That's what he says. Yeah. Wow. Mm, organs. It's basically him Yummy. singing Sugar Walls by Sheena Easton. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm uh, and am prepared to achieve good results with your excellency during the next meeting. <laughs> Nevertheless, what worries me is that it may not reflect positively on us should both sides appear to stubbornly insist on our respective positions regarding the location of the summit. 
It could also result in wasting a lot of time. Therefore, my position is to urgently hold senior level contact between the DPRK and the U.S. to internally, translator's notes, privately discuss and coordinate issues regarding the location. I hope it's that like our parents will never understand. <laughs> our families are against it, but if we just show everyone how much, how in love we truly are, <laughs> they'll, they'll understand see. eventually. I hope that your excellency will once again demonstrate great de- decisiveness and excellent leadership to accomplish results <laughs> in the second DPRK summit. I wholeheartedly hope that the things that your excellency seeks to achieve will come to great fruition. I wish the honorable first lady, your family, and those close to you good health, happiness, and great success. Sincerely, with unchanging respect for your excellency, the president, (laughs) Chairman State Affairs Commission, Democratic People's Republic of Korea, Kim Jong-un, December 25, 2018. How... X X O O O S W A K. Yeah. <laughs> oh, smoochy face emoji right there. I'm That's terrifying. Yeah. I just died. I'm basically coming to you from a library computer in hell <laughs> at this point because it's just I can't even. Uh, I'm not even going to read the second one because it's more of the same. Repeatedly referring to him as your. It's excellency. a weird combination of like. Of like soft core, like you know, Harlequin <laughs> romance and corporate speak. You know, that's right. We hope to achieve excellent results in the next quarter. Like it, uh-huh. darling. I've never, <laughs> I've never written to any world leader like this before. So you're not going to believe this story. But here goes. I was on a train. And I never thought it could happen to me. I never thought it could happen to me. Dear Playboy letters. Um, I guess there's one more thing from the Woodward book that I wanted to mention. Trump boasted to Woodward about a new secret weapons system. He said, quote, I have built a nuclear. A nuclear. Yes, I have built a nuclear, a weapons system that nobody's ever had in this country before, Trump said. I I mean, I can... Terrific fish, bicycle, boom, tractor. (laughs) And just like... Woodward says other sources confirmed the information without providing further details, but expressed surprise that Trump disclosed it. Yeah, I can see Donald Trump down in his secret bunker with like a lab coat on, just like gluing <laughs> Tinker Toys and Legos and duct tape all together in this big contraption. Say, look, look, I built a nuclear. Isn't this great? Yes, Mr. President. It's uh, excellent. Mike. Excellent, Mr. Trump. Excellent. Mike, come over here. Look at my nuclear. I built a nuclear. You see this? You see, it's the most beautiful nuclear. It's a big, beautiful nuclear. It's a big, beautiful nuclear. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I, I'm losing my mind. I think I'm literally going crazy because of all of this shit. <sighs> yes, we came so goddamn close to a nuclear war. Now Donald Trump is developing a nuclear and mentioning it publicly. So now we're at the precipice of another arms race. Thank you so much, Mr. Bro- arms race. Nukes. Yeah. Really smart. <laughs> really fucking smart. So now Russia's probably developing... This is like when Mitt Romney met with the people from MI6, which we're not even supposed to know exists. <laughs> right. And he did a press conference immediately. He was like, wow, I just met some MI6 people, and that was cool. And they were like... <laughs> Dude. Governor, you're not... Uh. <laughs> what are you doing? 
Donald Trump's like, okay, so Bob, I put together a nuclear. It's just it's the best nuclear. Bob. <laughs> Jesus Bob. Christ. Everyone around him is going, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? I mean, this no, These are all like late night Adderall fueled rants. I mean, he was calling at three in the morning. And sh- I mean, it's really like. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I mean, God, it's, I it. again, it confirms. I don't like what this, this is doing to me. I don't like it either. I don't like the anger mm-hmm. that I, you know, and, yeah. I, uh, and just, and, you know, I feel like, you know, the, the big trick of bullies and authoritarians is to make you feel isolated and alone. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and, you know, and I wake up in the morning sometimes and I'm just like, this is never going to end. I feel like what uh, Malcolm Nance has been saying for years now is absolutely true, that this is a psyop against the mm-hmm. American people. I mean, this is fucking with our heads collectively. Mm-hmm. We are at a point now where the 43% or whatever the fuck they are have lost their goddamn minds. They no longer recognize the difference between truth and fiction. They no longer recognize the difference between right and wrong. Donald Trump supporters are now just as screwy as Donald Trump is. I mean, Dan Coates says in this book, and there's a Woodward book, that Donald Trump doesn't know the difference between reality and a lie. He just thinks it's how he feels. When he lies, Donald Trump believes, well, that's just how I feel. I just feel that this bullshit that I'm regurgitating on a daily basis, this is my feelings. This goes back to me just maintaining that he's never emotionally developed past the age of 10. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even think he's that emotionally old. Yeah, I know. I, I think he's way younger than that emotionally. I think he's he's I think he stunted it around three or four years old. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. I mean, even now, how old is he? 74? 70,000. Like <laughs> yeah. 74,000. Even at 74, if Donald Trump saw a line of ants marching across the sidewalk and he had a magnifying glass, oh. he, he would drop to his hands and knees and start burning those uh, ants with a magnifying glass. Yeah. That's about the intellectual age that he is. Mm-hmm. Maybe chronologically, 74, whatever the fuck he is. But mentally, emotionally, psychologically, he is a child. And he gets away with it because he puts on this fake machismo that all of the forgotten men and women are suckers for buying into. Again, they're all See, like... See, I just, the whole machismo thing, it just, it, it, again, it's like co- the cognitive dissonance because yeah. he's mm-hmm. so effete yeah. with his high heels and his lifts and his little pinky mm-hmm. gestures and yeah. his, you know, I just, he mm. is so fey. And it, uh. <laughs> Did you see the uh, picture of him marching through the uh, destruction? I believe it was... Where was it? It was in one of the cities. Oh, it was in Kenosha. The pictures of Donald Trump. And there's one particular the, photo. Where he got the old business owner that doesn't even own the property now. <laughs> yes. With him. Because the actual God business owners wouldn't meet with him. Yeah. Well, there's one picture where he's walking away from that rubble. Of course, dressed in all of his usual Donald Trump uniform. And you can absolutely see that his heels on his shoes are like three inches. I mean, they're ridiculous high heels. This is the lifts theory that you've been talking about, David, for some time now. And I've been kind of skeptical about. But after I no, saw that picture, totally I was like, yes! like, His feet are in there at an angle. It's like those weird Moogler claw shoes that Lady Gaga wore. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, he, yes, that's right. why he stands like the front end of a centaur because he's his his weight is tilted forward under the balls of his feet, <laughs> yes. and to compensate, he's got to rotate his hips back like that. Junior does it too. I'm sure yeah. he's got the same shoe like guy. Yeah, they're all space aliens trying to pretend to be humans. They're like the coneheads trying to assimilate somehow. Um, but yeah, and it's also- yeah, I think the reason John Junior stands weird is because his human suit is climbing his butt. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black. That's what Donald Trump is. Actually, that's what Donald Trump is. Donald Trump yeah. is absolutely Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black. Oh, holy shit. Well, the other thing is, is that he's got a giant ass and a giant belly. So that kind of puts him at this weird forward-leaning angle, too. That, that helps to accentuate his weird posture. Such a goddamn weirdo. Again, I will never stop thinking that. That above it all... Donald Trump is nothing but a fucking weirdo. He is a With the fucking weirdo. Makeup and the crazy and the yeah. hour he takes to do his hair in the morning because he's got to let the hairspray set in layers. Like, I mean, this is not a macho man. No, a man who won't go out in the rain because it's going to mess up his hair. Yeah, that's right. And and, and, and just, literally, I mean, I've seen the pictures. Almost every world leader was there, <laughs> just mm-hmm. fine and dandy. No one crashed. Uh-huh. No one fell out of their helicopter. Whatever he thought was going to happen, you know. But of course, that wasn't the real reason why he, he didn't saying, want to yeah, go. Yeah, the cemetery is full of losers, and we shouldn't yeah. track down missing soldiers because they 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 performed badly. It's like, dude, just somebody, dro- please, just drop him in a battle zone. Yeah, to, you know, without his limousine, without his Secret Service people, without you know, and just mm-hmm. see how long it takes before he's somebody's hood ornament. <laughs> I mean, again, it's like Batman Returns with the Penguin being caught on tape saying, "I'm gonna play this stinking city like a harp from hell." And then Mm -hmm. all the people of Gotham go, hey. Mm -hmm. But you know what's funny is no one who should be going, hey, is going, hey. They're not doing it. Oh, I love harps from hell. That's wonderful. (laughs) What an honor. He's telling it like it is. Stepped on by this guy. (laughs) Jesus God. Meanwhile, as if that's not bad enough, going back to what we were saying about Michael Cohen and Bill Barr, how Bill Barr is now uh, the new Michael Cohen. He's just like the mm-hmm. toady. He's like Woim from uh, um, uh, Little Rascals. Right. He's like he's like the guy on the side who's like, yeah, yeah, go get him, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing the thing in the goldfish bowl next to Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Bill Barr. <laughs> Bill Barr is salacious crumb, the Muppet that laughs at everybody. But eventually gets uh, zapped by R2-D2 there before the end. Um, so the Justice Department is now representing Trump in a defamation lawsuit from E. Jean Carroll. Uh. Turning the Justice Department into his own legal defense team. So that, you know, as if it wasn't bad enough that he was using the White House and the Andrew W. Mellon Auditorium for his goddamn convention. Now he's using our money for his legal defense in a rape case. It's yeah. sickening. It's sickening that one person can have this much power. Mm-hmm. It's sickening that there's nobody stepping in to be like, okay, you've had enough. Yeah. Out. Yeah. You know, we're cutting you off, buddy. You're a danger to the country. You're a danger to yourself and others. Yeah. We're it just, and it, well, people were we going, really, I, I think we need to examine our system. I mean, there's a lot of shit we're going to have to repair. Oh, yes. Yeah. Once he's finally oh, yes. out of there, like barn doors that we should have had there before the horse got out. Yeah, I was mentioning to John Fugel saying on his show last night that we have to put together a slate of reforms. That's got to include some new way that the people can remove as a stopgap the president of the United States. Because clearly what's happened is the three main levers of holding a president accountable, well, I should say four, 
um, because we're including an election, too. So the four main levers of holding a president accountable, that's the impeachment process, that's the 25th Amendment, that is uh, elections, and uh, what's the secret prong? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Indi- indicting, the pre- indicting the president and prosecuting the president for crimes committed while president. We can't do that either. So none of those four things are all that effective. I mean, elections are now being so badly interfered with that we can't necessarily rely on that as a foolproof way to remove a despotic president like Donald Trump. So we need some other mechanism added to the Constitution, like a vote of no confidence, some kind of thing. Yes, in a parliamentary mm-hmm. system, maybe that they use to remove a, a shitty, shitty president, I think that needs to happen. We need to come up with some other way, even if it means removing a president two weeks before an election. I don't care if the president is doing shit like this. We need to be able to yank that president out of place because if it's allowed to go unchecked, if there are no real options, legitimate above boards options for removing a fascist tyrant from the White House. This is just going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Some other guy, whether it's Tom Cotton or Ted Cruz Mm. or unnamed Mm. Don Jr., Ivanka, don't forget Ivanka. No. Because if we don't... Here's my my biggest concern. And again, this is another hobby horse. I know I apologize. I'm repeating myself. But I'm so concerned that once Donald Trump leaves office, we're all going to go... Oh, fuck, I'm so sick of talking about Donald Trump, so fuck it, whatever, let's no, forget about what happened. People, I think that like what we're seeing right now with this avalanche of people coming out with insider testimony, I think that's just going to continue to gush. Yeah. And I think that like as people feel less afraid of the Trump family, we'll find out more and more and more and more about what really went on. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I hope that's the case. And, they, and they, they're not very smart about picking their enemies. You know, for Melania to piss off that Stephanie Winston Walcott or whatever her name is, the you know, she like, like I said, she's a bitch that keeps the receipts. Right. You know, and she it, it just, I feel like it's going to, I don't know. I, I, I Well, yeah, I, I, I know exactly why you're hesitating because I know it's going to be frustrating because I know starting, actually starting on whenever there's a, the final election results declared, I'm still going to be screaming, we've got to hold this motherfucker accountable. After mm-hmm. January 20th, we've got to hold Donald Trump and all his fucking enablers accountable for what they have done to this country. And people are going to go, well, you know, Bob, I'm so sick of hearing about Donald Trump. Why do you keep talking about Donald Trump? I'm After four years, I don't want to ever hear his voice or hear his name no, spoken we again. Need a, like I said, we need our, our Derpenberg trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think, you know, the media is justifiably concerned. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll be here. Well, I'll be here until there's a vaccine. But um, I feel like... Um, the media knows that like their ratings are going to go down when we're not tuning in for the latest outrage. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel, you know, if you're media influencers, if you are listening, you can get just as much mileage out of publicly punishing them. There is so much hate watching that will happen in this country. Yeah. I will tune into every single moment and just to watch the jail doors shut, the yeah. perp walks, the orange jumpsuits, the sand, you know. Yeah. Rick Wilson the other day tweeted something that I think is appropriate to this conversation, which is that he was talking about, I think the, uh, the process of this election and how it's going to go starting with election day and then through when we actually have a declared winner. He said that election day itself, November 3rd is going to be like halftime. 
It, that's not going to be the end of the game. That's not going to be, you know, reaching the end zone and spiking the football. It's going to be halftime. And he was specifically, again, talking about the process of this particular election. But I'm thinking of election day through the inauguration as the halftime because yeah. the subsequent four years are going to require a lot of work. And it's not going to involve, you know, the constant bombardment of Trump awfulness that we've been dealing with for the previous four years. And again, this is all don't get happy, seriously. Uh-huh. Um, but the next four years have got to be about fixing what not only what Donald Trump broke, but also what Donald Trump exposed in the system mm-hmm. as far as loopholes that he yeah. has marched right on through over and over and over again. We need to fix this. Otherwise, you know, if everything goes well, we will have escaped a dire situation. If Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win this election, we will have come to the brink of absolute destruction of our democratic republic here in this country. Yes. And, and there's still the possibility that worries me that, you know, if he loses the election and it becomes clear that he's on his way out, that he's just going to tell his follower, followers to trash the place. Yeah. You know, they're the, not, they're, they're, they're also a bunch of cowards. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, they are. I, I don't see, you know, because my, my niece just moved in because job and all that stuff since she was losing her place. And so, and she's staunch, you know, liberal Democrat, but she, she's got guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's more than happy to go get them from Idaho. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they forget that people that happen to also be liberal, also some of them own guns. Yeah. And they don't think that, that there are people like John Kerry. Hi. You know, people like Pete Buttigieg. Hi. Um, <laughs> they know how to shoot. My cousin, my cousin, she was the best shot in her class in the army. Mm-hmm. Trust me, there are plenty of liberals that have no problems with guns. And the ones that, that would shoot on the far right are the idiots. The, yeah. the, they're just, they're, they're cowards, most of them. I mean, you just, it's... Mm-hmm. I, I'm not that concerned about them trying to trash the place. They'll just go and crawl under and just go to QAnon and do their thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like some other tea party. Maybe you should style always remember thing. the people who took over that nature sanctuary in Oregon and forgot to bring food. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And Clive yeah. and Bundy, by the way. Yeah. is not a hypocrite because he supports BLM because and defunding the police because he's against government. So good for him for like being non-hypocritical, being you yeah. know, being morally consistent is morally very consistent. Rare yes, very rare. As, you know, I don't agree with him, but very he, good for him. <laughs> yeah, as as opposed to the broader Republican Party right now, which right. has suddenly become the no more endless wars, no more military industrial complex right. party. Since Somehow, when? yeah, they spent what two thousand one through two thousand nine doing nothing but endless wars and building up the military industrial mm-hmm. complex. In fact, Donald mm-hmm. Trump has done that. Donald Trump brags about increasing military spending. Where the yep. fuck do you think that money goes? It goes to government contractors, and mm-hmm. so now they're like framing this. You know what? I'm totally against the endless. Wars. It's so stupid. The guy who almost brought us into a nuclear war with North Korea as right. the that wouldn't have been endless. No, no. <laughs> no, that would have been pretty quick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I live in Los Angeles, so it would have been bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the fallout would have existed endlessly. That's 
for sure. That's true. But, That's you know. true. I would have been evaporated really quickly. But again, this is the this is the Republican Party under Donald Trump. Okay, so there are no more endless wars. They're against the military industrial complex. They're in Except favor of they se- secret secret right. police rounding up protesters and disappearing mm-hmm. them with no you know identifying uh, logos or you know information to to be had about who these secret police are until way after the fact. This is the the Republican Party under Donald Trump. They support all these goddamn things that they have been historically opposed to. Oh, also, mm-hmm. by the way, $3.3 trillion federal budget deficit under Donald Trump. Can we yep. stop saying that the Republicans are the party of fiscal conservatism or, you know, b- budget hawkery or whatever the fuck they call it? It's all such horseshit. Okay, we got to take one last break. <laughs> Wrap up the show way late. Uh, back with more after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. It's desert ice outside, but this diner's thawed my ears. Hot coffee in a clean white mug and a smile when the waitress hears. That I was born in North Carolina Not an hour from her hometown And we used to play the same pizza parlor pinball And there's a glance in time suspended As I wonder how it is We've been swept up just by circumstance To where the coyote lives Uh, You know, uh... I don't normally play favorites with the indie music we play here in the show, but this is maybe one of the top five greatest songs we've ever played here on the show. This is um, Alex Wong along with Vienna Tang and a song called Homecoming. Holy shit. Gorgeous. Such a beautiful track. We. I was born in North Carolina, too. <laughs> there you go. I was. This is from the album uh, The Moment Always Vanishing. Uh, we got the link in the description if you want to pick up this song and, and a lot more from Alex Wong and Vienna Tang. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I can't stop saying holy shit about that wonderful song. Um, Okay. (laughs) You can hear the whole thing again. Link in the description. Blah, blah, blah. Um, So we've got a little bit of breaking news here. Another revelation from the Bob Woodward book. This is pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Hang on tight. Trump bragged that he protected Saudi Arabia's Mohammed Bonesaw bin Salman from congressional scrutiny after the assassination of Jamal Khashoggi. Yep. For fuck's sake. Quote, quote, this is a quote from the president. I saved his ass. I was able to get Congress to leave him alone. 
killing a, uh, a green card holder journalist, journalist from the Washington Post. The Washington Post. Yep. And uh, I want to know which members of Congress. Hey, can you take a guess? <laughs> which members of Congress? Whatever you want, Mr. Luthor. I don't know, maybe one with a giant green silo head and an adopted son named Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> green silo head, yeah. Yeah. I, I was looking at the pictures of him during. He doesn't look. Matt Gates, I think he's on the sauce again. He doesn't look great. But, and, and it's made. Jim his, Jordan. Jim Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Get Jim, jacket, Jim Jordan. You creep. <laughs> Jim Jordan, who looks like uh, when E.T. is dying at the end of E.T. He's just yes. got that, <laughs> that gray. It's all one color, yeah. Necrotic mm-hmm. skin. <laughs> Yes. You know, sometimes being a dick kind of wears away at your physical self, too. I'm just saying, Kellyanne Conway. Um, Mm -hmm. And Jim Jordan. Evil white people age like guacamole at a picnic. (laughs) Look at Stephen Miller. I mean, he's not even 40 yet, and he looks like he's 59. I know. Talk about people who need to be held accountable. That guy better get hauled in front of the Trump Crimes Commission. No shit. Like at the front of the fucking line with Bill Barr. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, Stephen Miller. We're not even fully cognizant of all the things that Stephen Miller has been responsible for. And I'm talking about horrifying things. Mm-hmm. The family separation shit. That's Stephen Miller. 1,000%. Oh, yeah. I would like to run him a nice hot bath <laughs> and then throw the radio into it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice. He looks cold. <laughs> You're just trying to be nice. I'm just trying to help. Oh, man. I'm going to so, put you out of my misery. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Mm, that was the evil mess behind this laugh. That uh, really comes out every so often. <laughs> <laughs> David. <laughs> now you're making me do <laughs> Bring out the fit box. I love that character. What's her name? Scott. Oh yeah, that's oh, Mindy. Right. Mindy. 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 Uh, Mindy. Uh, Frau Farbissina, I think, is the. Yeah, her first name is Mindy. Yeah. She was at Tim Conway Jr.'s wedding. I sat with her. Her name oh, that's is so, Mindy. That's so cool. Hollywood, <laughs> news everyone in Hollywood. Oh shit! You caught me off guard. Oh fuck! I don't, I don't have it Sorry. ready. But She's got a story of a chance encounter at Soda Counters. And- <laughs> you know, I need my very own Sean Comiskey some of these days. When, when I, you and me both, a sound person, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just someone to play the uh, little bits that I, I kind of don't have handy as I'm trying to talk and say things I that are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was like recording my. Up oh, there it is. Yeah. When in Hollywood, <laughs> in chance encounters at Soda Counters, okay, with now, all the great big stars. Oh, sorry. Yeah, now that it's completely <laughs> irrelevant, I finally found it. So, yes, continue your story, please, David, before we. I was recording up. my old show at the, at the public radio station, the mm-hmm. music show, right? In, oh, in yeah, Dundee. yeah, it's fun. And this group of Europeans from like European broadcast agencies came through and they were like, oh, nice to meet you. Hi. And they were like, um, this woman was like, uh, where's the producer? 
I'm like, I'm the producer. She's like, where's your engineer? I'm like, I'm, I'm the engineer. <laughs> She's yeah. like, it was just like, welcome to American public radio. Like, I do, we do it all. Like, you know, it, but it's just, and for a split second, I imagined how different and how much better my job would have been if all I had to do was research the music and play it. And, you know, like. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> yes, that would be so nice as I sit here in front of a bank of like four different computers, like Rick Wakeman in the 1970s. And, I kind of picture like one of those one man band unicycle things with the trombone and the drums and the cymbals, and you're just <laughs> yeah, sort of like frantically a, pedaling the whole time we're on. Yeah, it's yeah. a flu fluker or whatever those things are called in the uh, Dr. Seuss uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's like one of those toys that the kids in Whoville gets. Right. Oh, man. So, uh, one last thing here those vaccines, by the way, that Donald Trump is promising, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to happen. I mean, already AstraZeneca is like, fuck no. the trial. Yeah, yeah. Because there's getting some. Some weird undisclosed illness as a consequence of taking the vaccine in the trials. Oh, God. So, yeah. And again, we need to be as vocal as possible about this, that Donald Trump, if he suddenly wheels out a vaccine next month, Donald Trump should be the first one to take that fucking vaccine. And if he refuses to, Mm -hmm. that's a big sign that something is haywire (laughs) with that vaccine. We'll get Ivanka to take it. Yeah, Ivanka. How about Ivanka? That's a good idea. Yeah, she's a. We talk about a snake in the grass, man. No kidding. She is uh, on the way, on the way, and if I kind of, I was wondering the other day. This is the kind of thing I think about when I can't sleep. I was like, if I was a (laughs) healthcare provider, like a nurse or a doctor or Mm -hmm. healthcare, you know, frontline worker, and someone said for five hundred dollars I can get you a dose of the Russian vaccine, yeah, would you do it? No. 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 But what if, I mean, no. you're a frontline responder. Like, no. I mean. No. I wouldn't trust it. No, I wouldn't no trust way. It. Yeah. It's, the, it's kind of like a superhero origin story in a way. It is. <laughs> or the beginning, as I said to Buzz on Tuesday, it's like the beginning of every zombie apocalypse movie. It's like, have you seen World War Z? Yeah, we've got this great vaccine for cancer. Here, have this vaccine. And then suddenly the world is taken over by zombies. So it would be such a cool scene in a kind of William Gibson way that your friend who brings out this ice chest and it's got Cyrillic and tape all over it, you know, and dry ice. Here it is. The Russian vaccine. Are you ready? <laughs> no fucking way. Keep it away from me. All right, shit. Um, oh, yeah, I, I did mention about the budget surplus, but also uh, that Sturgis motorcycle event this year totally a super yeah. spreader event. Yep, 276,000 people, apparently. 276,000 people got coronavirus from that? No, no, no. Will be affected because of that. Oh, oh, holy shit. Hey, that's smart. Good math. You know, and um, because, yeah. because it's freedom. It's raging through my town because yeah. the students just can't be arsed to put on their masks when they're, yeah, it just, it, it's, we've broken all our, we're one of the highest, fastest growing COVID counts in the county and the state, and we were one of the slowest for the first 25 weeks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we do have a story uh, from Georgia, from your state, uh, and this involves oh, the election, yay. and so we're going to talk about that coming up here on the postmortem show. Also, uh, it's never good. No, it's not as bad as Florida and Texas. But when someone says your state's in the news, I'm like, oh shit. Yep. Yep. And Did also, my governor try to trade a baby at a strip bar. <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, we also have news about the Russian GRU attacking the Biden campaign. Oh, great. So that's coming up, too. Hey, good luck. Good luck to us all. 
Postmortem show is at patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. If you sign up at $5 a month, you get the postmortem show. Two of them, in fact. Every Tuesday and Thursday, you get one. And uh, that's for $5 a month. If you sign up at $10 a month, you get the two postmortem shows, which is rec- both both of them recorded right after these. Uh, right after, This is like the credits, the, the credits section of the show. Right after this music is done playing, we just keep on talking. That's the postmortem show. But if you sign up at $10 a month, you get the postmortem show plus the after party on Fridays with me and Kimberly Johnson. It's a free-for-all of sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics. That's all that happens. It's like a bacchanalia. It's like, <laughs> what do you even call it? It's like uh, like Caligula stopped by and started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Caligula, Caligula has a podcast. I, I think... Isn't that Joe Rogan? <laughs> yes. Everyone has a podcast, including a dead Roman emperor named Caligula. Wouldn't he's be surprised. tweeting for the Trump campaign. <laughs> <laughs> okay, meanwhile, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com. David Ferguson is at astralsummer.bandcamp.com. That's where you get all of his latest music from his new project. Again, that's called Astral Summer. That's it. We'll see you uh, uh, on the postmortem show, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Murders, 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 killings, murders.